Hey everyone, this is Jeremy. I uh, just want to let you know that Duckfeed has a whole other new podcast for you to listen to. It's called Everything to Guppy, featuring Gary Butterfield and Gary's friend Will Hughes, who writes for the AV Club, reviewing and discussing every single item, trinket, artifact, and boss from Binding of Isaac. It's a hilarious podcast. I've listened to probably like the first 20 episodes, and it's extremely good. You can find that at everythingtoguppy.cat. And of course, you can find everything Duckfeed-related at patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Enjoy the episode. Did you know that Carlsbad Catholic is the biggest 14 football field? Right again, Spencer. Limestone is easily dissolved by water. Yeah. Right again, me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm swallowing a cup of coffee, but I'm also... And this uh, is Days of Future Cast. <laughs> Hello, I'm swallowing a cup of coffee. Man, Sesame Street's gotten fucking weird, huh? <laughs> it's it's a new Pixar movie where everyone is a gerund. <laughs> I'm experiencing tranquility. <laughs> um, uh, gerund tales. <clears throat> And this is Days of Future Cast. Sorry, we can we can, we can start I, I we can start up. over again to worry or, about it, or we could just keep going. I I mean, if if the animators have given up, why shouldn't we? You know, there is l- very little effort being put into the X Men <laughs> animated series at this point, Gary. <laughs> I don't know why we should put a lot of effort in my pot. You know what? No more sound bites, everybody. No more cool intros. <laughs> but, but, but by the uh, by the end of this episode, we're gonna we're gonna talk about these episodes for about twenty minutes, and then I'm just gonna put on a random CD and we'll just, just play that into the microphone, <laughs> and that'll be the end of the thing. Yeah. <laughs> This It'll is the CD that Deborah so made me when I was 15. <laughs> it's really yeah, great. Exactly. Yeah, it's got a, got a bunch of weird 1995 music on it. But yeah, it's how I found out wh- wh- who the Indigo Indigo Girls were and why they're so political. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Deb. Yeah, um, yeah this oh, is man. Days of Future Cast. We're uh, we're covering. We're finally into kind of the last season of uh, the animated series, uh, and it's a dramatic departure from the previous seasons. Uh, straight off the bat, they've they've completely changed the intro. Uh, there's a, a new intro sequence. There's a new intro song, and I hate both of them. I just want to say that out loud that I do not like either one of these. No, none of none of this is good. However, like while watching it, if I was just watching this, like I was, you know, enjoying a, a DVD at home with my family, uh, I might have felt, you know, like a twang of regret. The nice thing, one of the nicest things I can say about the, this show is that it made watching these uh, so exquisite. <laughs> Because I was just like, oh man, I'm going to get a chance to talk about this bullshit. Um, this is this is infamous. We're we're past the Rubicon, people. Like we we we're in it. I've never I had never seen any of these episodes before. So I, this this was way past the point where I had dropped off this show. And even though I would like if you would ask me, and this is how you and I originally kind of found this idea. This would I would have told you like, oh my god, I love the X Men animated series so much. I used to watch it all the time as a kid. Totally missed mm-hmm. these episodes that we're going to talk about, like the last six that we're going to cover. Same same thing. And I think what what happened was uh, they showed like a lot of the you know there are a lot of like reruns things like that. You know, and then mm-hmm. there's these six episodes that take place as as the uh, you know the fifth season, like were just rare. They probably didn't get reshown. The things that I had seen were still shots from these, but I was like, oh, that's way down the road. I'll never get there. But <laughs> we, we ran out of road, yeah. and and now now we're there, and it is just uh, 
hard times. It's not, it's, it's not know, good. Hard times for these guys. I, um, I started reading reading the uh, X Men animated series. Like I don't know what you call it. Like the the book that that the I gotta, oh, gotta get the that. Guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a Kindle version now. So like that, that was oh, what was cool. keeping me from buying it because I don't I don't I don't need another physical book in my house. Um, but I've been reading this book and it's hilarious because the dude that's writing it, I guess he's attributed to be the uh, like the story writer and uh, you know editor or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he is just and I here I don't he just name drops. I don't know. Maybe it's just the first two chapters, but the first two chapters are nothing but a bunch of name drops of so and so at this company and so and so at that company and so and so at this company. Mm. But he talks about this. He talks about this show as if it created the X Men. Like th- this was the thing that made the yeah. X Men popular. Like acknowledges that there were comics before, but kind of treats it like we're the ones that cemented this in the public mind. And I'm like, yeah, to a to an audience, you did, dog. But there's still like 40 years of shit that happened before this. <laughs> like, what are you talking yeah. about? Taking a little bit too much credit, and and the uh, you know you you did a you did a cool thing that a lot of people remember fondly, you know. But like it's it's it would be probably good to leave it at that, mm-hmm. you know. Um. Yeah, I, I I still I still want to read it though, not least of which because I just need to get to the story of this season, and I love it when uh, and this most commonly happened on DVD commentaries back when I used to listen to those when something would be kind of a disaster, and there's two different kinds of ways that commentary can happen. Like one is they take ownership of it of it, and they kind of make fun of it, and that's really fun and kind of inclusive. Or two, they don't think it's a disaster, and you have this thing where like one person's at the party and doesn't know that his dick is hanging out, and then the whole then you you call them on it, and they spend the entire time talking about how they meant to do it. They thought it was that kind of party, and like back in the past, there was that kind of party, and everybody's got their dick hanging out. A lot of people like, like going to parties with people with their dicks hanging out. Like a lot of yeah, people like, like that in Canada or yeah, something. T- tons of people engage with me with my dick hanging mm-hmm, out. You know, mm-hmm. like everybody tells me how valuable my dick hanging out is. The uh, so, so you. I hope that it's, it sounds like it's going to be more the latter, but this is the X-Men showing up to a party with their dick hanging out. Like this is an, ex- like everything is bad. Now. Everything is bad. Nothing what, is if good. You had, if you had to describe like what, ha- so like if we go through the seasons of, of the X-Men, cause this is also you know going to be the end of an era of the show. It's not the end of the show, as you mentioned, but it's the end of an era of a show. Mm-hmm. And you and I have done something that like is not an accomplishment that should be like necessarily like super padded on the back, but it's like, Oh, I've watched every episode of the X-Men anime. It's 75 I say that before I watched yeah, I all 70- 75 episodes, Gary. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> At 20 I minutes of pop. That, uh, that is an enormous amount of my rapidly dwindling lifetime that I've spent yes. on X-Men the animated series. <laughs> we, we, we both have this kind of body of work and you can, once you have watched something uh, in its entirety, you can kind of reflect on it in a way that is more insightful than previous. So mm-hmm. like X-Men uh, season one, is about uh setting up this conflict between this triad pretty much between xavier magneto and the government yep you know these three this rock paper scissors x-men season two is about like hey actually let's get to know these characters you know it's very much about that if you if you watch those episodes that's what it's about season three loses the plot like a little bit but it's about kind of expanding the universe right like x-men season three is about hey also there's space also there's mojo you know, things like that. Like these, these people exist in a world. And it's where they really lean in on the multi-parter episodes. Like they are really yes. good. Like that's the exactly. Phoenix saga. That's the dark Phoenix saga. That's, you know, that's, that's, that's like eight episodes of a, of a season right there on two yeah. storylines. It's crazy. We're, 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 you know, these are long epics, like they're epics and they have huge scale. So season three, you know, you could say it's about the kind of scale of the X-Men season four loses it a bit. And part of this was this production with it being kind of mixed up with season five. And it feels like, that's when they're spinning the wheels and really digging into deeper continuity than is wise. Season five is about nothing. 
Like these six <laughs> there's episodes, nothing, nothing tying this stuff together. There's no theme. The, this, there's nothing. <laughs> so just a little preview. Like we'll get into it. this. First season is uh, Beast and Jubilee going on an archaeological dig. Yes. Why? Where are they? What is the setup for this? I don't know. And those are those are the questions that you can ask every episode this season and not find out the answer. Pretty much the main <laughs> commonality between the, the the last six episodes of the series is basically like Jubilee has a bad time. Like if there's a theme, it's Jubilee yeah, Ju- having a bad time. Jubilee is our main character now somehow. <laughs> and it's about her variety of jobs. Like Jubilee is Homer Simpson, where like some days she's an archaeologist, some days she's a ch- tour guide uh you know jubilee is now uh our point of view character um and it just kind of miss here's six miscellaneous things like i really wish that the show had had the kind of wherewithal to not maybe not of course not with six episodes but take the last episode of the series which we'll get to in you know in, in like a month month and a half um that i think is actually pretty decent same I do too. um expand that and put some quality into it and actually do a really good fitting goodbye yeah because up until that point, um, arguably other than the Wolverine like highlight episode we'll, we'll be talking about, these are not goodbyes. Like good or good goodbyes. Like these are not proper send offs. Oh no, they're not they're not send offs at all. They're they're stuff that the writers had in their back pocket that had to be. Like th- these yes. are stories that we've been trying to get done. Um even uh on all of my copies that came from like the DVDs, like the that I ripped from the DVDs, they have like the next airing things at the end of episodes from like season two and three. Like that's just yes. all over the fucking place. Like even and it's, and it's kind of a shame because uh not only are the stories bad and not only do our characters get like kind of I'm not going to say assassinated, but they don't come out looking great. Uh, man, they, the animation, the actual like technical animating of this show just, just takes a huge dip. Yeah. Everybody's face looks dumb. Proportions are all wrong. People react in very weird ways. Cyclops yeah. in one scene ages about 15 years in the space of two <laughs> frames. Grabs the wrong grail. Like, like, oh. <laughs> yeah. It, it's a, it, what it is, is like, it's a new art style. You know, so at first in a still shot, you might just think, okay, this is another way that somebody could try to translate the art. Like, I don't like it as much, but it's not terrible. Mm-hmm. But then when you see it in motion and actually see weird foreshortening and characters' heads shrinking and growing and things like that, you see that it's actually objectively worse in terms of quality. It's not just a different style, you know, or interpretation of these characters. Like, so the, the, the kind of thing that holds these together is lack of quality. Uh, and that's a, that's a real bummer. Like, these are lost episodes. These are B-sides. This should have been, you know, disc three of a, a 20th anniversary reissue. Sure. Yeah. You absolutely. know, as opposed to a proper season of the show and the one that sends everything off. But the other send off they had was that fucking like four part time travel story, which I didn't think was a good sign off either. No, um, because so. and the worst thing that happens here is that they had the four part, you know, send off thing that dealt with apocalypse and then the first episode of season five Immediately. going right back to the apocalypse well like oh yeah there's a different one of those now there's a different uh lazarus pit or whatever the fuck they call it like what <laughs> also cortez he, is there <laughs> well that's 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 what they're that's the loophole they're they're closing uh, right so like at the end of the avalon arc the sanctuary arc cortez joins up with apocalypse when they did their gigantic apocalypse send-off story they forgot to add cortez to it so this whole thing that should be a send off for, um, well, you know, just shot in the dark, maybe an X-Man, um, but instead is a send off for Apocalypse 
is justified based entirely on people being like, hey, what happened to Fabian Cortez? Like, <laughs> name- out of all the characters they could just let, <laughs> let fall by the wayside, they didn't let Fabian Cortez. Yeah, we have to we have to make sure that we have a, a valid ending for that guy who you probably don't remember. <laughs> like, Yeah, and hated. Yeah, who had a really annoying voice actor and stuff. Like, I, I like Fabian Cortez kind of in the comics, but like, he's a, uh, and he's not a good character or anything like that. I just think he uh, was the inspiration for a couple of good storylines. But like, that is that's we have so little screen time left, you know, and it's like this is this is where it's going. So let's uh, let's get into it here. Yeah. Um. So uh, the first episode we're talking about is the fifth horse, horseman uh, here. The summary of which Fabian Cortez helps Apocalypse escape from the astral plane. Sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, we were complaining <laughs> in the last episode of the podcast about how long winded and how weird these things are getting. And now exactly the opposite problem. Yeah, <laughs> Barely a sentence. <laughs> That's <laughs> a uh, curt and to the point. Um, and this is, uh, we talked about that opening theme song. Um, it's like, uh, they changed the graphics to, instead of to being bespoke, uh, bespoke to being clips from the show. And then they, uh, changed the, the music to where it's like still resembles the old theme song, but is busier. And like at a higher like, pitch or something like yeah, it's, it's yeah, like, really bizarre. I'll probably like do a little bit of a clip here with it so that people can listen to it. Cause if, if no one has heard this, if they haven't watched these episodes, like I, I don't think that it's on YouTube or anything like that. Like yeah. it's just bad. It's it's faster, higher pitch. It's like they add more guitars. Like it is, uh, it's real bad. Um, so uh, we start out with the uh, we're we're panning across like a you know another country, a generic style X Men other country, and a kid who looks a little bit like a, a shaman from uh, Alpha Flight. Oh, I thought this chased. was I thought this was Storm's son, aka not her son. Oh, he, That's who I thought he, this he, was. He's he, got the flat top. Yeah, he wasn't wearing the jersey. Yeah. That's how I knew it wasn't. But yeah. like for a minute, yeah. 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 I guess I'm racist to cartoon characters. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's, I mean, you know, it's it's, it's it doesn't it doesn't make make you racist. It's it's the same uh, same kind of body type and build. He kind of jumps around and moves around quick and stuff. There's another there's um, another reveal here where they show a character that I guess we're supposed to have seen before, and I'm like, I didn't even I don't recognize who the fuck is that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's um, being chased by some people that uh, for all in the world like just look like Hellraisers to me. Like they, they're just, and I know they're hounds. Like the apocalypse is created, yeah. and you can probably you know visually identify that. But like just coming into this blind and just having these people in like red white getups with weird white skin, like they just look like lots <laughs> of spikes on them. Lots of spikes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't remember. Is it calabites or cinnabites? Cinnabons. Cinnabons. Yeah. The the um. And th- these guys are from the comics. These are like, you know, Apocalypse gets a lot of teams. Uh, and the, the hounds are saying that pop up every once in a while, but it's pretty rare, mm-hmm. uh, I would say. Um, and these are these are all new characters, except as far as I know, uh, except for one who you only recognize if, if you've read the comics. But as is, we got like a big guy with a bad haircut, a l- l- Mr. Sinister Jr., Shard Jr., and then uh, Caliban. Uh, who will we'll find out it's him later. Mm-hmm. But this is this is based on some comic stuff. Roided up Caliban. Uh, <laughs> yes. is. He's all he's all thinged up. Yep. Uh, and this this kid manages to zap one of them with a head beam and escape. Um. So the this, the big thing is that the the uh, the hounds failed. 
Yeah, they you have know. not captured this dude, and uh, we see the outcome of this when we see Cortez, our friend, go to the like apocalypse Egyptian altar thing. And we've talked about this before. I hate yeah. this aesthetic. Like I hate all of the stuff Where that they do we? here. What, what <laughs> when are happening? we? Why is this happening? <laughs> Where are we? Where are we? I really thought that Give this could a... be like two thousand years in the past. I rewound it at one point, thinking like it was just in the past because we had just done all this apocalypse bullshit. I thought this yeah. was like you know original apocalypse or some shit. I don't know. Fabian Cortez's great 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 grandfather. Oh god. The, um, <laughs> the so apocalypse who. Uh, even when he was defeated and shunted into the astral plane during during time time mission that we just did, uh, and didn't have Fabian Cortez. Fabian Cortez has finally shown up, and if you if you forgot about Fabian Cortez's voice actor, um, he's it, it, they they managed to hold on to him. That's not true of all the voice actors in the show, uh, and he has the screechiest voice. It's so uh, bad. Like this whine, Lord Apocalypse, I'm sorry. Like it's this weird, like whining. <laughs> He's going to threaten uh, to feed Caliban to the hounds or something, and it's like, or I will see you fed to the hounds. Like he screams <laughs> it out. It's really <laughs> not screeching, great. <laughs> screeching moron Fabian Cortez. That uh, poor poor Astral Apocalypse like has to put all of his <laughs> eggs in this this one basket. I never knew I'd have to wear earplugs in the astral plane. <laughs> <laughs> just like he doesn't, he doesn't want to come back. That's why he uh, he en- enlisted Fabian Cortez. <laughs> yeah, he wants to not have ears. Um, but he's there. But this, he's this is basically the, of the plot. Yeah, he's there to uh, tell Apocalypse that they they failed capturing the student. Of course, Apocalypse is mad. Um, and then he like walks outside and just like, there's a bunch of people out there just chilling. Like, Oh yeah, we're just here for the thing. But like two days early, I guess like so these are, so here's, here's all the things that the show like tells you eventually, but isn't telling you in a good way. So the, uh, <laughs> is that, uh, the guy he was trying to capture is going to be a vessel. Like apocalypse is going to possess mm-hmm. this kid. N- this has never been an apocalypse thing. You know, that he has a spirit form, like some shadow King shit that he, uh, possesses humans. Like it's a flesh body but fine uh and then all these people are here because they worship apocalypse when we talk about not knowing what time it is everyone is dressed like a mayan like or or like an inca or aztec like Mm -hmm. it's it's that kind of uh you know uh uh, and i i recognize that those are are different i just don't know the difference so that's that's ignorant on my ignorance on my part not not uh not the shows um Probably. I mean, I, 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 I think the show definitely got it wrong too. Show doesn't know either. Yeah. So, <laughs> but all these people worship Apocalypse, and they're here to see him be reborn. Uh, and Cor- Cortez comes out and does a speech. Now we cut over to another place in this country where, again, like UPS driver Jubilee, and, and she's driving uh, a Indiana fucking Hummer, thing. Gary. She's driving around she, in a Hummer. <laughs> what is she? she what is she, this? <laughs> What are what are they doing? Why are they on an archaeological dig? And like, why is Jubilee doing this? Like Jubilee and her amazing jobs. Yes, I w- I, I'm going to go with Hank McCoy, the Blue Monster, to a, yeah. a country that I don't know where I don't know how to pronounce on her name continent. on a totally different continent. And I'm going to yeah. go into a gift shop and buy him a world's greatest teacher mug. That's my that's, that's I'm Jubilee, everybody. That's what I'm going to do. That's that happens in this episode. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It, so the idea is like ostensibly like Jubilee is kind of a student and maybe this is a special field trip or something but it's real weird you know it, it, it just it's what's happening here is like the, the team of the x-men as a globetrotting archaeologists uh is just really really strange is, is hank mccoy like 
like I know he's a he's a beast of all trades or, or whatever. Like I know he gets it, but he's always been like a science dude, right? And not saying like archaeology isn't a science, but I've never really associated him with the like I'm going to go mm. dig something up and make and, and form some conclusions <laughs> on it. Like you know what I'm saying? It's it's the way that like in uh, this happens all the times in cartoons, and it's, it's really dumb. Is that science, uh, which encapsulates something like ninety percent of human knowledge or like eighty percent of human knowledge, is just considered to be all one thing. Yeah, you know, this is all one chemistry, biology, physics, astrophysics, nuclear physics, archaeology, anthropology, like every single thing that has an ology. He is an expert at. Hey, hey, Jeremy, you like video games. Explain Bitcoin. Well, I mean, (laughs) not really. I mean, I I guess I could try, but okay. Bitcoin (laughs) is a money that you can exchange for regular money. And the company that owns it is named Blockchain. And they make sure that the government gets the best rates on it. Yeah, I don't think that's, no. but that's, 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 that's a, I half stole a joke from something I saw on Twitter, but mm-hmm. the uh, it's it's very similar to that. Or like when your when your grandma uh, says like that would happen to me every once in a while. Like being people would know that I was like slightly more computer literate. Yeah. Uh, in in workplaces, so they would come through and be like, "Yo, can you like do like a program to like set this up?" And I'm like, you know, I I just. <laughs> No, I'm, uh, not a programmer. It's a, it's a different thing. You it's know? a whole, it's a whole other skill of knowledge, like a whole other tree of knowledge that I have not, I have not upgraded yet. This, yes. this happens to uh, me all the time because I'm ostensibly the computer guy, and so I get, mm. I get the phone call of like, what laptop should my daughter buy for college? And yeah, I'm, I just, I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, have I you? Don't know. I mean, <laughs> the one that you can afford? I don't know how to answer yeah. that. Like what? Uh, anyway, you know the, the the product recommendations on the on BestBuy.com will probably be fine. Yeah, sure. You just know, go to in, Best in Buy and case. look at the most rated thing. I'm sure it'll be okay because yeah. <laughs> we're a garbage it'll company work. and we require ratings for everything that we buy. <laughs> um, the um, but yeah. So for some like and and why Jubilee is learning about this, I understand like a well rounded education is, is appropriate. But one like Jubilee by this point in the series is by far the most capable and learned X Man. Oh, easily. Like, Jub- Jubilee does everything. And it seems um, like her powers have had some some pretty big upgrades too. Like I don't I have not kept up with Jubilee in the comics, obviously, because I haven't I haven't really been reading a lot of X Men. But like it seems like nowadays, like she when she shoots somebody with some fireworks, like they they're blasted. Like they're yeah they get those. She's got her own energy blast, huh? She she s- s- summarily executes yes. enemies on on, on the daily. <laughs> the um, but I mean, she's a medical expert, communications expert. She drives jets, she drives cars. Like she can do everything. I don't know if she needs to learn. Uh, about archaeology, like preserving fossils, mm-hmm. um, but you know, apparently Hank McCoy thinks so. I I assume this is a similar thing where Hank McCoy wanted to go, and Jubilee is sent to watch him, similar to how she's she's sent with Gambit to the movies. Yes, mm-hmm. you know, to like make sure he doesn't uh, do any crimes, make sure that uh, he doesn't steal any fossils and bring them back into the United States illegally. Like, make sure he yeah, goes or, through customs, like clone a dinosaur or some bullshit. Like, <laughs> and then just, oh my just, god, it's a bird! Dinosaurs have feathers. Oh god. <laughs> You know, uh, like this feathered bird is carrying beast into a volcano and just like, I seem to be in quite the predicament, you know, and just like Jubilee is there to stop, to stop that shit from happening. Jubilee just um, rolling her eyes and like checking Twitter at the same time. I'll be right there. <laughs> yeah. So essentially, uh, you know, she, this is, this is setting up this world's greatest teacher thing. You know, there's supposed to be a Jubilee beast episode, which I don't know if we needed. Like, is this like a lived in relationship I, that is somehow good? Like, is, have we had Jubilee and beast hang out other than them dumping poison gas on Sabretooth's squid truck? It's, it's, they've definitely uh, been the away team for quite some time. Uh, and I guess, yeah. you know, once you, once you, 
<laughs> Once you untangle that knot, right? <laughs> what like they they pro- you probably become really close to somebody. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's true. You've seen me in quite a stew. Um, so we go over to Fabian Cortez, who like is this episode trying to figure out what Fabian Cortez's whole deal is in this episode is so difficult because he's so clearly not afraid of apocalypse for some reason. Like he's you know he he failed his people failed to get this vessel. Instead of like, and he goes on and gives a speech, but he's just living the high life again in a completely different century. Like it's like he's on that planet from the the last couple episodes. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's in this velvet bed, just drinking out of a golden goblet. Uh, <laughs> is he? You know, is he like one of the guests in Westworld? Is that what's happening? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what it is for him. He's being get, waited on by like servants and stuff, and then just yelling at Caliban because he decided to recruit the dumbest Morlock. To do this thing for him that if it fails, Apocalypse will unmake him. Uh, so it's such a bad plan. Why would you like Apocalypse has invested this power in you and you you were literally doing nothing at this point. Like you were you have just delegated all of your assignments. Like that's you have created yourself into a middle manager. That's what your supreme eating power is. <laughs> what the fuck are he, you and, doing? He's living like a middle manager as well. He's not doing very much work. He's just sleeping all the time. But he's just entrusted like the idiot crew. Like he, he, not just Caliban who, who we know and everything. And Caliban makes sense. Like Caliban's powers are to track mutants. Yeah. Right? This at least has a, has a, has a logic to it. The people who he has, uh, join him are like big guy, which like fine. You need a big guy, Mr. Sinister Jr. Who I don't know what Mr. Sinister Jr. Does and boomerang lass. <laughs> boomerang lass is my favorite because why do you need, <laughs> why do you need an energy boomerang? If you can just make energy boomerangs, just make it an energy spear. Energy, like you don't anything. need it to come back. <laughs> And zap you in the fucking mouth. Like. <laughs> that would be that would be my mutant power, which is a, you know, a question we've we've gotten and answered a lot. But like my mutant power would be missing my boomerang, my energy boomerang, and just getting smashed in the teeth with it. And like <laughs> you only have to only have to miss it once to learn that lesson. If you have like, and I, the same thing happens too with like, there's a, a, a DC character called Captain Boomerang who's in the uh, the Suicide Squad movie, which I I've not seen, but I just I seen a lot of like analysis about it. Um, he's a, he's a Flash villain, I think. Uh, and he, he has a bunch of boomerangs that he throws. And if you have a bunch of a thing, you don't need it to be a boomerang. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. the, you know, it's just, like the whole point of a boomerang is that it's reusable, I guess. I don't actually, and we need to check with Richard Pillbeam and be like, listen, explain boomerangs to explain us. Boomerangs to us please. I need to, yeah, like, my first experience with, uh, boomerangs was, uh, my great grandmother went to Australia because after my hmm. great grandfather died and she retired, like she had a bunch of money. So she's like, I'm going to travel the world at 72 years old. Cause I'm a hmm. badass bitch. So That's she awesome. did. And, uh, and she brought me back a real boomerang. So I went into my hmm. front yard and I was like, well, this has got to be something like a 12 year old from the United States can definitely figure out on his own. <laughs> Whiz that bad boy forward, it came back, I ducked, it hit the wall, and it broke, and I had no more boomerang. <laughs> that was the boomerang Aww. experience, which I can only assume that happens with energy boomerangs, too. I don't, I don't know. <clears throat> I remember being a kid and having, like, you know, during the weird Australia phase of the United States and having boomerangs, and they would never come back. They would kind of go in a real wide arc. Mm-hmm. So the, the whole point of a boomerang was you could throw it and then not have to walk quite as far to pick it up. Yeah. Or do you see, you know, you had to walk just, left to walk. instead of walk straight. <laughs> exactly. Like it would just kind of, you know, uh, come in, come in, come in a loose parabola. Um, so this is, this is, uh, 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 Caliban, who is the person who kidnapped, uh, Scott Summers, uh, way back in season one. Um, and for some reason, when he gets his superpowers like juiced up, he becomes a beast. And th- this happens in the comics as well. So I can't blame the show too much for this. Like Caliban gets this weird eyebrow form 
Um, yeah. Yeah, and and this I, honestly, I'd kind of forgotten that Caliban does that in the comics because I just thought that this was like uh, Cortez's new powers because he does this seems to be able to do this to anybody and everybody. Yeah, he beast modes people now rather than just charging up their magnets. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. He's he's berating Caliban uh, here. He's kind of like lecturing him, saying, "Hey, do better, or mm-hmm. I will die." I, I don't understand why the, what's in it for you, but please, I don't want to get killed, so please do better, or I will I'll hurt you. And then there's this um, this thing where uh, they run out of road. Jubilee, it goes back to Jubilee and Beast, and they like run out of road, right? So they can't get to wherever they're trying to go in the middle of nowhere. There's this cliff there, and uh, Jubilee like says something, and she says something like, uh, "I don't, I don't even remember what it is." But like from a million miles away, Caliban picks it up and he's like, "Oh, I found somebody else. Let's go find her." And like I thought, Caliban had to have like I didn't think he could just like hear a mutant from a long way away, right? Like it's a sense. Yeah, thing. I, <laughs> yeah, I love that the Jubilee uh, also like you know they're looking at a map and Jubilee like looks down, you know she's looking at the map with Beast and almost drives into this ravine. <laughs> Like Jubilee. Jubilee can drive this Hummer, but she's not good at it. She look like in the first scene, she's just constantly looking at him. Like you know, I don't yeah. know if that bugs you when you watch TV shows, but like anytime oh, yeah. I watch stuff and people are just looking at the other person in the car, I'm like, look at the fucking road. You were going to Listen hurt somebody. With your ears, not with your eyes. <laughs> um. So they 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 run out. They're still kind of making a way over. They find this bridge to cross. Mm-hmm. And they find this um, tablet and beast goes on for like about it's, it's Aztec. No, it's, it's, uh, it's Incan or no, it's oh actually <laughs> like it yeah. goes on for a long time. Like there made me think I was in an educate edutainment episode or something. One of the, one of the things that, you know, as, as per always, I'm, I'm watching in the background mm-hmm. during fresh my memory. Um, when the, uh, when one of the hu- uh, hounds discovers Jubilee and decides that Jubilee would make a good vessel. They're sitting around this like ancient Mayan uh, table, all splitting a gigantic loaf of bread for food. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> They're all <laughs> been given one big loaf of bread. They all eat together, which I think is very sweet. Like I, you know, I've, I've, my family never ate together, but the, the apocalypse's hounds at least do. Cortez um, may be mean, but he keeps them fed, you know? Yeah. And he makes sure that they all eat together, kind of catch up on their day, you know, have some quality time. Yeah. But yeah, so she, and it's real weird too when, um, when Caliban, uh, notices Jubilee and thinks she'll be a vessel because he, it kind of flashes back to her powers and it's in the old animation style. Like yeah. it shows a clip of her zapping somebody with fireworks and it's like, that's really strange. None of this is, and, and can, can we just talk about how bad Beast looks with this new animation style too, by the oh way? Like most gosh. people will look bad in this, in this animation style, but like Beast especially is, is just not looking great these days. I mean, I got to give him credit for wearing clothes that include a shirt and pants mm-hmm. for once in his life, mm-hmm. like as opposed to just like a shirt and, and underwear like he usually does or, or just underwear. He's definitely wearing but, the X-Men Safari collection though. Like this is a straight up, like this is what the, the uh, yeah. this is what the chick, this is what Helen Hunt was wearing in Jurassic park. Like he's wearing that outfit. Like this could be a cosplay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's very, it's very cute. Like he's playing dress up, you know, uh, it's like Wee's uh, playhouse, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, like we're, we're going to go to the old West. And then Wee dresses up as a cowboy to do it. So um, these, uh, these Hellraisers go to like grab Jubilee uh, and of course they get into a fight with uh, beast and Jubilee beast reaction to this is to be like, Hey, run across this bridge into unknown territory. Jubilee, uh, presumably where these people came from, I'm going to fight them. <laughs> like yeah. beast, you have two people in your team. Use both of them. Like she's been in fights before. What are you doing? Well, and she take Mr. Sinister jr. She zaps pretty good. Yeah. She does a uh, good job. Yeah. 
Um, and Beast is just very like ineffectual here in general at, as the fight. Like mm-hmm. these guys are are kind of kind of nothing, but they take out Beast like like it was the easiest thing in the world. Yeah. Um, like Beast Beast is not difficult to kill uh, or to take out by these guys. Um, essentially, they whip him and then tackle him, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, and all this is a distraction while Caliban goes to get Jubilee. Mm-hmm. And uh, he he stops one of the women, or she stops Boomerang Alas from like attacking her somehow. And then, but the Boomerang instead hits the uh, bridge, so he has to save her from that. And then there's some other stuff. They eventually yeah. get captured. Uh, we we didn't mention this, but when they were reading all of the education stuff off the off this tablet, they discovered <laughs> that it was for like a temple to what uh, Hank thought was the end of the world, but he mistranslated it because his Incan was rusty or some bullshit, <laughs> and it was yeah. actually a temple to apocalypse. So they they know yes. that they're going to some apocalypse territory here. Hey, we know that guy. What a quinky dink. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so the and the other takeaway of this whole thing with with Caliban, this kind of like jubilee almost falling on the bridge is that caliban remembers jubilee and says like hey you know he gets a little bit of his old life kind of pokes through mm-hmm. and decides you know i can't actually sacrifice her to be a vessel for apocalypse because you know i'm not a villain i'm actually ostensibly kind of a hero like this guy was an x-factor for a little bit um so but they still take him back like his he gets outvoted by the rest of the 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 guys rest would, of the red suit gang. i'd love to see that survival a survivor episode where they have to vote caliban off the island <laughs> that would be really <laughs> funny i don't know why that amused I mean, me like the whole thing about caliban too and it's it's you know not textual in here but like one reason he might want to uh go join the the apocalypse thing is because it's not in the fucking sewer yeah because presumably and, he's eating dry clean bread yeah <laughs> Instead of wet sewer bread. I offer you dry, clean bread <laughs> for my house. Um, the, uh, and then Fabian Cortez like takes this like soggy urine loaf and just like zaps it until it dries out and becomes raisin bread. <laughs> just, like, Half that hound. <laughs> yeah. Um when they show when they show up there, they go to the, the temple here, all the crowd who shows up, and now we get a good look of the crowd, and they all have the apocalypse like lipstick on. It's so weird. I took a screenshot of this. It'll probably be the cover art of this episode unless something Weirdest pops up. Drawings. But like what like is this do you think that they make them get tattoos of that? Or do you think that's a wash now and wash off? Like are they are I, they applying it every morning? Is this a ritual I, thing? Come on. Like I don't know. Um it, so then they carry carry Fabian Cortez out on on a on a uh not a stretcher what those things are called like a uh uh the, the good version of a stretcher what is that called when when, when like lords are yeah i can't i'm a, trying to remember the on a, yeah, on a, a dais is that no a dais is a stationary yeah. thing uh a dais is sta- why, why can't i remember the name of that um doesn't matter it's, it's not a palaquin like, i think that's a like on an elephant and that's a star um, wars character that, is what you're thinking yeah, of. yeah. <laughs> 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 um so yeah comes, comes, comes in on palaquin um Goes and gets some power converters. The the, pa- um, the fans are pissed about Palakin. Uh, anyway, uh, so, so essentially, Cortez lays it out here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Apocalypse. When he showed up with Apocalypse, uh, Apocalypse is the one who gave him juiced up his powers because everybody can juice up powers, and that's going to be a theme for this entire season. Is like getting people zapping people until they can do things they're not supposed to be able to do. Uh, <laughs> is a really huge theme here. 
Yeah, I'm really um, uh, like, and he goes like through a, a whole spiel about like we're we're gonna you know use this vessel, and Hank's like, no, no, it's me that you want. Like, you should you should let my my young student go or something. And I'm like, Jubilee has to be like 22 years old at this point. Like, what are, <laughs> what are we talking about? Um, I assume that she's still 13. Yeah, I, I, I guess. So. <laughs> I don't think. Well, we we actually saw her first Christmas pretty recently. Oh, I guess that's true. X-Men. Yeah, so I guess she's, she's she's 14 tops. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, that's, and, yeah. And if you were Apocalypse, would you rather be in like a 14 year old young person's body or in Beast's like, you know, broken monster body that n- nobody likes? Oh, definitely the 14 year old girl. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, so, so, uh, essentially like he's just saying like, Hey, Apocalypse is a, tur-. you're like, we killed Apocalypse. Like it was literally moments ago. <laughs> and he, uh, he says, you know, you can't, you can't kill Apocalypse. Apocalypse has to exist. Um, what the way he says is he can't is, not, yeah. not exist. I'm so glad you said he can't not. Apocalypse cannot not exist. What? Cortez? Yeah. Can you? Yeah. So it's like sometimes like using a word twice like that feels like the right thing to do when you're writing, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, but I generally, most people who I know who write and myself who, who writes uh, will go through tons and tons of effort to not use a word twice in a row like that. Yeah. Like that is that is such a it sounds so awkward. Like he cannot not exist. Like I understand that the opposite of exist is a difficult word, but just frame it positively. Like apocalypse has to exist. Apocalypse is eternal. Apocalypse is a constant. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of different lines you could have had there. And it's it's one of those things where you can write it, but if you don't read it out loud at all, you'll never really understand why it sounds bad. And the moment somebody does, you're like, oh, my God, I'm a fucking idiot. Oh, yeah. Why did I write yeah, this like okay. three that's in a row? <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> so so Cortez, his plan here, and I don't really understand. Ah, like they have, they, <laughs> they have Beast and, and Jubilee. They have them. Like, like they are done. Yeah, they're right in now. chains. Yeah. Like they they just they just need to tie Jubilee to a table and have you know Apocalypse like do the ritual or whatever. Instead, he gives Beast superpowers. Yeah, he like, he boosts mega powers up. gives him fur spikes. I don't understand this at all because he immediately breaks the chains and starts attacking everybody. I yeah, mean, for for a moment. Before he decides to get the hell out of Dodge. <laughs> Which, I mean, <laughs> if we're talking about, like, if, for real, like, if Apocalypse is about to come back, like, see y'all fucking later, I'm going to the yeah. truck. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to go eat this truck. I'm a monster. Uh, the, this looks uh, like, uh, you know those issues of the new X-Men where, like, a new artist will come in for Frank Quietly all of a mm-hmm. sudden and you're, like, not expecting it? And uh, there was one of them that, at the time, I, I really associated with, like, a, almost like an anime style. Like, it was real kind of exaggerated features. This is what that reminds me of. Like, Beast look here he looks very uh i don't want to say anime but he looks very exaggerated it looks really this looks really bad like i don't like this it's like a beast caricature yeah like exactly if, if beast went down to the boardwalk and said like draw me doing science and then the person just drew him as this monster and the beast like cries for, for a week you know <laughs> this guy like draws <laughs> exaggerates all of his features oh my god uh <laughs> and let's talk about this voice i don't I mean the growling oh, yeah. that he does i'm gonna cut some of that in here like sporadically because it's one of the worst sound effects that this show has done ever. <laughs> it's really, really weird. Um, so they're gonna they're bringing Jubilee in, which again they could have done. Oh yeah, uh, at any point without freeing somebody to help them. Um, Caliban, uh, you know, comes back. He's not having it, but you know, Fabian Cortez is like, you know, we have we have the vessel, etc. Um, 
we cut back to Beast, you know, because which it like isn't treated like a, there's been proper time since he left. Like we just left him. In this meantime, he puts on pants. <laughs> when he turned into a beast mode, he was not wearing pants. He put on like so they ripped his pants when he grew into a beast. Mm-hmm. Like there's, I, I, or they forgot to draw them in. That some, is that, that is one hundred percent what happens. They just forgot to draw. Their, oh, we just need a blue now guy he's here. Wearing, now he's wearing like Hulk pants. Mm-hmm. You know, so like torn up, like you know, <laughs> Daisy Dukes. Um, and he's sniffing out the jeep. Yeah, he he he. He like starts trashing this jeep and knocks it over, and then he finds this picture. He, well, he finds the broken great, world's greatest teacher mug. Yeah, but right next to it is a picture of. Uh, and I want to call this out because for the next six episodes we're going to cover on this podcast, this picture is like a running fucking joke. Like anytime that something <laughs> comes up with the X Men, like this is the picture that comes up of the X Men. This is their Facebook profile picture, right? Like this is the thing that they everyone goes to see. It's really strange. Like it's the same yeah. one. Yeah, they they just they made a bunch of copies of it, mm-hmm. um, and this reminds him that he is not a monster. He is in fact the world's greatest teacher. Yes, he's going to go um, back and save Jubilee. So, yeah, yay for that. So it get, gets in, gets into his his soul. I mean, uh, you know, if you had someone special in your life like Jubilee that you were just randomly bringing down, bringing over to countries that you probably <laughs> don't have a passport to be able to legally enter, yeah, <laughs> like that's probably something yeah. that would happen. Going over to sovereign nations who need. Uh, random mutants coming and digging up their national treasures and stealing them. Uh, so they go to do the ritual. They go, they come back to apocalypse's gigantic, you know, uh, Sphinx statue. They dress up Jubilee in like sacrifice gear, um, tie her to a table and they're going to go ahead and do this ritual. Uh, Cortez has put on this headdress. Like, this this seems extremely offensive to somebody to me. Absolutely. Like, I, like is there any way this is okay? There's no like, way. To co-opt like every single bit of this iconography from actual people. <laughs> this that is so bad. And we're, and we're subjugated and colonized by you know by yep. by people and, mm-hmm. and terrible crimes done against them. But no, we need um, to get a we need to get a mood across. So put some feathers on the on the half Asian girl and, and strap her yeah. to a table. Like what the hell? This, this just seems and Cortez's plan where he's just like this whole time he's just berating Caliban, you know. And this, of course, causes Caliban to freak out because Cortez, who is in this show, is one of the worst people to have on a team in any position. Like, if he is your right-hand man, he will betray you. If he is your boss, he will treat you like absolute shit. Like, he, he's secretly one of the biggest pieces of shit in this cartoon. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, like he's fucked over I, Magneto and Apocalypse, and somehow he's still alive. Like, yeah, how does he, yeah, how does he not, you know, has not been just, like, dissolved uh already yeah so yeah the uh the rest of the crew take out caliban after he punches them and cortez depowers him also like while, while we're just sitting here thinking about this why does caliban even have an invite at this point like he's told you twice <laughs> that he's going to try to save jubilee like not only is cortez like bad at, like bad at being like a good a good uh, super villain you know right hand man like he's just bad at organizing this stuff in general like that's all yeah oh man uh, yeah when when he zaps him, the 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 three dots they've been showing in the sky, which apparently are planets, align to beam in a television of Apocalypse, like a TV screen that floats above Jubilee, and starts yelling. Uh, and then Beast comes in and starts knocking down this temple. Which again, like Apocalypse probably didn't build this temple. Like this probably belonged to a people, uh, you know. But he's just destroying all this priceless architecture and and uh, and artifacts and things like that. Well, that's okay um, because he won't remember this. Like that's the great, that's the good thing about Beast is he, he won't remember any yeah. of this in the morning. That's the nice thing about doing racist crimes is sometimes <laughs> you don't remember them. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you can pretend that they were worth it. Um, yeah. 
at this point, Caliban saves Jubilee and she like, you know, zaps herself off the table or whatever. But uh, yep. they're trying to get across that this this whole temple is about to collapse. And so the screen is just going to shake up and down slightly for the next five minutes or something. <laughs> and it's one of the most nauseating effects I've seen in animation. It's so bad. I really thought this, this was my rip. Bad. Like I thought it was like, oh, I have a bad, like I did a bad job when I converted this to like a, a video file. And I went to my DVD and I was like, oh no, this just looks bad. This is what this looks like. Yeah. Okay, cool. It, it, Great. It's a real rough, it's a real rough pot. The, um, so Cortez tries to, uh, and, and, and Caliban's wearing, uh, his old clothes. Like his zap power doesn't oh, he's definitely got, yeah, He's definitely got so the like David Byrne triple XL. Sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, Fabian Cortez here, like pulls out a gun. Beast comes up and takes him out. Fabian Cortez depowers him, uh, turning him back into, uh, may I remind you, a super strong, super agile superhero. <laughs> now, now he's just super smart again. That's what you did. Now he's well, he a was, little he bit was... less strong and a lot more smart. And he should still be strong enough to punch Fabian Cortez, but he's, you know, it doesn't, it like, makes him sick for some reason. The temple's collapsing. Apocalypse is super mad. Oh yeah. He's uh, not and the whole place is Yeah. The whole place is, is collapsing and beast is like, Hey, we got to save, you know, Cortez. You know, he, we have to do it. And people are like, no, no, we don't. Yeah, proving that Beast you know? does not remember anything of the last 30 minutes of his life. <laughs> oh, we have to save or, that or man. The, no, you don't. <laughs> did you not remember yeah, what he just did? Or the entire lesson of, like, the show. Like, this is actually the one thing this episode does is it teaches Beach, Beast the lesson that uh, that he should have learned this entire time. Like, we talked about in one of the most recent episodes, like, the X-Men's weird catch and release program. <laughs> yeah, you know, absolutely. Like, you know, and this is finally them being like, you know what, Every this guy is a huge dick, and every time he comes back, he almost ends the world. Like, maybe we don't save this motherfucker. You know? And then, uh, our heroes leave, and the thing that happens here is this is amazing so apocalypse comes down and is just like yep yeah cortez now now i'm gonna take over your body and you don't exist anymore and i exist and number one why why couldn't you have just done that to begin with why were we why looking for would, young mutants it doesn't so we we talked about earlier like which kind of what kind of body you would want to have if you're apocalypse when apocalypse takes over a body it just turns into apocalypse. Yeah. He doesn't he look like do a 14 year old girl. He just anything. looks like apocalypse. Let, could, I mean, Caliban could have grabbed a fucking squirrel, <laughs> give a squirrel you know? mutant powers. And he could have <laughs> just done the thing. What is this? Also, like I hate, I hate, and I know we've talked about this before, but anytime like apocalypse gets tied to like eclipse in the sky bullshit, like we have to have this cosmic thing for apocalypse to do something. I fucking hate it. Like I just, I'm mm-hmm. like, I just, my eyes roll in the back of my head when this happens, but why could they I'm just use anybody at this point? Like if Cortez anybody, would work. And it's also, I question the wisdom of six episodes from the end of the series, bringing back your major antagonist, having him stare at the camera and laugh sinisterly to never come back. Oh yeah, we're never going to see Apocalypse again. Bye, everybody. <laughs> he's gone. We're never going to. He's. We're not, we don't have to worry about Apocalypse anymore. We saved the day. <laughs> well, we 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 just got rid of him. We just brought him back, and now we won't do anything with him. It is. This is some inept fucking storytelling. Like, yes, it, it closes the book on Cortez. Big fucking whoop. Yeah. Who who cares? Man, I didn't even think about this. But like, what are the? Uh, if you wanted to write a uh, a probably kind of reaching essay about this all of this uh like you know uh incan mayan uh aztec kind of appropriation is being done by somebody named cortez yeah probably there's probably something there as well yeah yeah like this is it's you know think about this 
think about it. get some help like <laughs> think about this please like it's <laughs> for the love of god you're you're very sick like this this is this is very misguided <laughs> please, in every possible please hire way. somebody just to check on this every once in a while is like is there anything so we're doing two episodes today we're doing two episodes for the rest of these ones the next one which is widely considered to be the worst episode in the show i still found more to like than this episode oh yeah me too this, like this I... episode is unlikable the next episode is one of the weirdest fucking things i've ever seen in my life and that goes a long way this the cortez episode this fifth apocalypse episode our fifth horseman is um it's just bad it doesn't even really try to do anything and it just muddles around characters we already know about jubilee's fairy tale theater gary goes to places it goes <laughs> it goes wildly out of out of it, it's filled with imagination and it, not all yeah. of it works very little of it works but oh my god do i love i'm gonna all go as far as say none of it works <laughs> like not <laughs> Sabretooth's ponytail is dope. <laughs> Come in, on. In, in a way, it is more impressive that they managed to throw this many darts and not even hit the same building the dartboard was in. Like, it, it's it's pretty incredible. So that, that episode is a piece of trash. We move on to Jubilee Fairy Tale Theater. Uh, Jubilee tells children her own fairy tale, having herself, her fellow X-Men, and their greatest enemies be the characters in it. Now, we talked about this episode coming up. I've seen this episode title a lot. Mm-hmm. There is a very famous uh, issue of 90s X-Men where Ilyana, uh, Ilyana, Ilyana. is, uh, is uh, dying of the legacy virus. And it's the episode where she dies. Um, God, I don't know if it happens there. It, but there's a, there's a thing where Jubilee uh, – I'm getting two episodes mixed up. But there's an episode where Jubilee tells a story. You're also saying episodes. I'm assuming you're meaning issues, right? Just I do to, mean issues, man. Just, just, fuck, just, I'm, I'm just – You're good. Yeah. Thank you. I'm, that's a, just, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking up. Get some help. The, uh, so the, uh, there's a thing where it's either Shadowcat or Jubilee, I can't remember, is telling fairy tale versions of the X-Men. It's Kitty Pride. Very famous yeah. episode. It's Kitty Pride. Um, I'm getting the uh, Ilyana, Ilyana dying uh, episode mixed up in my head with Jubilee. But um, telling the, these kind of fairy tale versions, it's a famous issue. It's pretty cute. You know, it's a Claremont era X-Men issue, so it's like it's long-winded and kind of shitty, but it's, it's cute. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought this would be. What we actually get is so out of left field as to be unrecognizable to anything. Like, I don't think, I think this is unprecedented in the universe. Can I read you? Uh, uh, I was, I had the wiki up for earlier because mm-hmm. I wanted to see like what episodes were in what season. And they have a description of this episode. Can I read it to you real quick? Cause I found oh, it please. very, very funny. Uh, the episode Jubilee's fairy tale theater is based on Kitty's fairy tale and uncanny X-Men number 153, January, 1982, where Kitty pride told a fairy tale to Ileana Rasputina. That's not, Anyway, uh, yeah. but the episode replaces <laughs> Kitty Pride with Jubilee and Ilyana Rasputina with school children. <laughs> this is the worst <laughs> replacement casting ever. Like, can you imagine? I'm sorry, you don't have a role anymore. We replaced you with six kids. <laughs> sorry. It is. Uh, sorry. I, I, that is just bonkers to me. <clears throat> it's, it's, it's what happens in this. And one of the weirdest in an episode that is this weird and has so many weird things happening in it. One of the weirdest thing that happens is that Jubilee, our, our con, uh, conservatively fourteen year old, mm-hmm. uh, you know, major character of the X Men now, is unchaperoned giving a tour to human children 
in the caverns underneath the X-Men's mansion. <laughs> Wait, for the what? no discernible region, <laughs> the, reason. The what below the X-Men mansion? <laughs> the caverns. Are you, are you telling the, me there's a system of caves that he built a mansion on top of? <laughs> that are somehow below the sewers that he built the mansion on top of where the Morlocks lived. We are in a level three strata, people. Like, if you <laughs> and like, where are the, you know, the same thing, like these questions that just don't get answered in these episodes. Like, who are these humans? Why is Xavier or the Xavier school on the hook for giving them a tour of like this cave system that looks scary as shit? Like, this is like the descent to, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this not, doesn't look safe. Serious caves. They're huge. Like they're cavernous. They're not like, you know, small tunnels or anything like that. Like these are gigantic under underground compound uh of things and like let's put a four, let's put a kid in charge of other kids and have them go down there unsupervised with no safety equipment so i've got a question uh we're, we're gonna see that she gets this this shitty job because uh wolverine gambit and professor xavier have to go meet the president <laughs> <laughs> sorry jubilee the president called we got a jet uh where's beast this seems like beast mm. jam beast pot, like hurting a bunch of kids and like just being completely obnoxious with all of this stalactite versus stalactite thing would be yeah. like <laughs> he seems like the good guy to, to choose for this is he just gone is he he's he's being punished for all of his dumb decisions in the last in the episode. last episode he's in the like he doesn't get to go he's been but grounded I would, I would argue that uh any other member of the x-men save perhaps gambit <laughs> would be better suited for this yeah wolverine like, would at least be an experience i can promise you wolverine or like you know gene gray seems kind of teacherly oh yeah or storm uh, storm like this is yeah, some nature storm, bullshit storm great. Well, i mean yeah, well, yeah. claustrophobia but, uh, uh you know, you know storm couldn't do it but like like a lot of people could do this you know get get morph off the bench get more your mctaggart down there there's a lot of things they could do instead they send a child to do it this scene when they send uh so she's down there she's talking to these kids uh she's like i like usually you know other people get to have fun i don't that's when we get to cut to her being mad about uh wolverine gambit <laughs> what, what does the president need with that specific trio <laughs> Like, a problem that only Wolverine, Gambit, and Xavier can handle. That means that a stripper is dead in the, in the overall office. That's what that means. <laughs> That's an emergency call that yeah. somebody Gambit's killed a stripper. Been here before here. Xavier can erase the memories and Wolverine can... If, you, want, if you don't want me to pass the Mutant you know, Containment Act, you need to get your ass to the Oval Office right now and bring the sex offender. I need a, I need, I need a favor. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> the, uh, Gambit has been replaced by like a hybrid between like uh, a cajun peter laurie and a snake it's, like his voice like it's not the, the old gambit voice was like dang shit you know is now he's like ah now i don't know shit like he's like, this weird sniveling like i do not do that like he everything goes up and down like these like it is this weird very hard to place snake-like accent but petit i'm not as patient as you or as wise i understand like voice actors get replaced but like it, they just said like hey he's he's kind of cajun and didn't do anything, <laughs> didn't do like, anything. it's like he's never seen the show before he doesn't you know he made no attempt to actually replicate the voice actor um i apologize because i don't remember who this was on twitter but someone on twitter wanted me to uh check out the resident evil 7 
uh, there's a character in there. I guess that whole, I haven't played Resident Evil 7, but the mm-hmm. whole game is based in some fictional town in Louisiana. And there's one character that's particularly like made up to be like super Cajun. And he was curious, like, is this accurate? And like mm-hmm. 100% not <laughs> like completely not <laughs> at all. Nowhere, nowhere near it. And I told the guy, I was like, I was really surprised. Cause I told him like, I said, send me a video and I'll give you, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll rate it on a scale of Gambit to actual Cajun accent. Like the animated <laughs> series Gambit to actual Cajun accent. And Gary, it was lower than animated series gambit and this is lower and this than is that. lower than that <laughs> like it's <laughs> it is redefining miserable. the scale of what they can do with gambit's accent and like call me simple right but like gambit's voice is one of the one of the the sweetest pleasures of this cartoon yep i miss it you know during these episodes like he, gambit doesn't show up very much luckily like this is probably his highlight episode mm-hmm. during during this thing he shows up a little bit later but like not very much um cyclops barely shows up at all like yeah, we don't get very much Cyclops and Jean Grey, but like, uh, I just, this, this new voice is just very, very weird. It's v- very weird, weird and, and it's, it's not great. I'll put in some, I'll put in some clips. So you probably already heard some of this stuff now already, but like, it, it's just, it's just some of the worst shit I've ever seen. And like the way that he delivers teeves is like, it, they yeah. made him, they made him base his accent on the guy previous and not anybody that actually spoke like any kind of Cajun but French or Cajun English. He doesn't all. sound like the guy previous either though. It's no, like he's not doing a good job at that previous. either. <laughs> yeah. He, and they doesn't, uh, they took, so Gambit like is, is kind of Cajun, but his whole thing, regardless of how misguided it is, is that he tried to sound kind of smooth. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know about that shit, but I do, you know, he's, he's kind of, kind of slick. This gambit sounds like it's like they they gave him a one line note card that said like thief or something like he he seems <laughs> skeezy like in but not like crime skeezy not sex skeezy yeah absolutely you know? he, he's like ah like I'll take it like he sounds like a henchman like a villainous henchman he does have a, a, a real big henchman vibe to him even when he's like ostensibly the good guy like it's going to be that we're going to have in this little fairy tale theater we're about to experience like he oh still God, sounds yeah. like the worst ever. <laughs> He's, he's, he's extremely rough. Yeah. So Jubilee has um, these kids in this cavern and, uh, the obvious thing happens, which is like the cavern starts a cave in or something. So, uh, Jubilee sends a, a, a signal on her SATCOM 2000 as one of this, one of the like <laughs> smart ass brats that she's taking care of yeah. helpfully points out. Um, and then like just chills out. I was like, Oh, we're just going to tell him a story. And Gary, I, I literally wrote what the fuck is happening in my notes because what the fuck is happening? <laughs> so the, the, the kid right before the kid points out the satcom digital beeper mind you not not a uh, a cell phone <laughs> jubilee says like is everybody okay and one of the kids didn't get direction and goes yeah like, like such <laughs> a great time i'm fucking awesome yo <laughs> yeah i'm good and someone goes like at the same time says, no and someone goes wow like it's just they just like gave him again a note card there's like kid noises um super super dumb but the, the whole thing is that they sit down to do this uh this storybook thing um and you know this what the fuck is happening cannot be understated because instead of being a cartoon that you watch where characters move it changes to parchment drawings of old medieval like europe that vaguely resemble x-men characters but in the like not in a real clear way like not not really resembling Mm. (laughs) at all Uh, and and for a second i thought oh my god is the rest of the episode (laughs) I was ready. Like, they do sh- they have to save money so hard that they turn this into Child of Light? When they showed like, uh, Magnus in the Malevolent with his giant blonde, like, coiffed hair and his huge <laughs> fucking collar that goes up two <laughs> feet above his head, I was so fucking ready for this to happen. I was so ready. Yeah. He looks like a he looks like a tarot card. 
it's it's yeah. all of this looks like bad tarot cards you're absolutely right like that's what the, that's yeah. what this aesthetic is and it has this weird like late 90s digital editing thing where they're like tr- doing page transitions that look real real bad on on my on my file if you go to uh four minutes and four seconds in oh this there's is the a picture, picture with yes, yes. Show a picture of magnus the magnificent holding the crystal where they just forgot to draw his they, head there's just no head yeah absolutely yeah. and then the next <laughs> and then the next frame no is head. just his head but with like a it has this is a close-up of his face and he has like this smirk going on i sent it to autumn last night i was like you have to see this she goes what the fuck are you watching and i was like it's the x-men that's magneto <laughs> This, this is this isn't like a, a fan patch for Dragon Age One, you know, or something like that. Like, yeah. somebody did like dirty a, faces mod some, for Skyrim. Yeah, no, no. This is supposed to be the X Men, uh, where sometimes they just literally like they didn't start with the head. They don't want to draw the head. It's like Magnus, you ain't got no head. Like, what, what, what are you doing? It's so good. We cut to so this is our Gambit centric episode. We cut to Gambit, who is apparently like Robin Hood in this mythology that is kind of based on who knows right i mean like sure yeah this because i mean yeah because I, 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 I can't speak i'm sorry i just i just this he's carrying like a little walking stick he's got a hood on he's he's dressed like age of apocalypse gambit but he's being very strange he's but, being yeah. chased by like giant metal robots that are like have magneto's helmet that have like enormous pecs they look like a like a warhammer figure right like that's what that's the vibe yeah. i get from these dudes he's being chased by warhammers and guess what mustache and facial hair he has that's right the time imp like he, he's <laughs> got absolutely he's true. Got the weird goatee that grows out of the sides of his nose uh onto his beard as he's fighting these warhammer figures that are like again animated suits of armor with magneto helmets that have energy maces that shoot beams can we talk about what he calls them by the way i i yeah t- tell me because I, I can't remember exactly what, it, what he calls they're them. called clangers <laughs> <laughs> it's like a slur in this world it's right <laughs> like look at those yeah. goddamn clangers over there what are you doing like it just the word oh. clang is so weird i'd never hear it also these these robots are hollow like you, at one point you see like that they're not there's there's nothing in them they're not they're not actually robots they're hollow suits mm. of metal that i guess magneto is just controlling because that's how much time he has in this fictional universe yeah he's he's super powerful there's a scene like watching this at the same time is gonna be very difficult because there's so many animation problems but there's there's a, a spot at like four minutes and 38 seconds where uh gambit is kind of showing from three quarters view he he runs away from these suits runs into these people who have a gigantic hay cart the way his hood is shaped it looks like his head extends three times as far in the back like he's got a <laughs> yeah <laughs> head shaped like um you know like not even like a football like i mean like a, like a loaf of bread for a minute i thought this uh because what so what's happening is that he's getting accosted by the clangers and uh he goes yep. to try to hide with some like civilians um one of which looks so much like long shot that i just assumed that jubilee was putting long shot in, <laughs> and and it, it's not like the dude just looks like long shot from mm-hmm. like, and he doesn't do anything so i was like okay never mind if you remember jubilee and long shot had a weird flirtation so it that's, makes sense for yeah that's what i was thinking but but, he, yeah. but it's not long shot like he doesn't he's not a superhero like everybody else is Mm-mm. so um nope. These are just merchants. Yeah, these uh, are just normal people that are now <laughs> going to be destroyed. Like the clangers are like destroy <laughs> these the people. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, so you know they're they're throwing these people, breaking their necks, destroying their backs, things like that, mm-hmm. all in pursuit mm-hmm. of of Gambit. And uh, yeah. and what they want to get is something called the MacTaggart crystal. Yes, which has um, been divided is, in half by the ancients to protect the world. Which is a name that Jubilee would know. I don't know why they didn't make it the McCran crystal. Uh, 
you know, but it's the, the McTaggart and the whole thing, like Gambit's kind of being a skeezy, you know, fun, fun bag. Um, and it does it like, it doesn't work. You're, you're just luxuriating in his terrible voice. Yes. You know, all of this is, bad. um, luckily, uh, they get saved. Uh, who do they get saved by? Uh, Jubilee, who is, uh, an elf yep. who shoots beams. Yep. With giant ears, like enormous yes. elf ears, like yeah. not like I'm hiding my elf ears with some hair, like I've got shaggy no. hair. No, no, no. These are uh, like extending above her head, almost ears. Like extremely, it's extremely proud. Extremely like <laughs> ears out for her ombre. <laughs> just <Yeah. laughs> she's just front and center. Uh, I, this is weird. She's like some sort of like wood nymph thing, I guess. Like, I, I don't know who. I don't know what she's supposed to be or who she's supposed to be. Um. She's only there for a moment when they cut back to the avalanche, which they keep doing to apparently create tension. Um, the kids do not care. Not at all. The kids just want to know about the story that like if an adult, if I was a little kid and a kid an adult tried to make up this story to me, I would go get adopted somewhere else. <laughs> like I would, I would, like, I would disown my parents. Like this would, this would be the end of it. Um, the, uh, but the, the you know the, the whole the, what they're tr- going for is that Jubilee knows that it's dangerous, but she's trying to hide it from the kids. Sure, they don't do a good job of doing that, but I think that's what they're what they're going for. Um, going back to the fight, Jubilee is just like she's Mary suing herself into this and is doing backflips and destroying all of Magneto's minions. Which Magneto's minions, when they get destroyed, have gears in them. Yes, so they, so they give are me robots. A goddamn break! Like, what are they? <laughs> But, Why are they? Are they hollow? Which would make sense because it's Magneto, and maybe he's like invested them with some sort of mystical magnet. Power. Hollow. They have they have like Rayman arms. Like they have like their legs are dissociated from their 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 shins are dissociated from their thighs, like Rayman. So like they're definitely hollow, but they also have gears in there. Like maybe you know I don't know why. Um, the, there's a Look, every zombie Jubilee. I kill in Diablo spits out gold, so I don't know what the fuck yeah. is going. On. <laughs> That's currency in this world. The, um, the uh, she does like a backflip onto the hay cart, drinks some wine, and then sure. knocks one behind her shoulder. Like it's it's super silly. You think that things can't get dumber uh, here? Mm, one you of them would be wrong. Away. Yeah, one of them's running away, and then and then again, and then again. So like it keeps happening. One of them is running away. What does he run into? But Logan the Troll. Logan the Troll, which is uh, a green-faced, like, giant tooth, like, that bottom jaw jutting out, yeah. tooth up, nose ring in, big, flat, wide nose, like, but still in the full Wolverine gear, still in the yellow and blacks at the same time. Mm-hmm. In this real, um, like, super growly voice for some reason. <laughs> Just- and if you're... If you're- you know, if you're like making this up and you're, if you're going to try to like say this reflects Jubilee's real feelings on her friends or anything like that, like this is not flattering to anybody except for Gambit, weirdly enough, because Wolverine, the troll is a real dumbass. Uh, he's, <laughs> there's know. a, there's a line that she says here where he, she literally says he may look disgusting, but his heart is pure. <laughs> Thanks, Jubilee. Maybe dial yeah. that down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, maybe don't let, don't let Logan, real life Logan hear you say that. Maybe lead with the heart is good and pure line. Maybe leave out the looks <laughs> disgusting. Keep that shit to yourself jube and as far as people you associate with jubilee wolverine does not look disgusting he's just short (laughs) (laughs) he's just five foot tall it doesn't make him a bad person um jubilee says like hey gambit you know what about this mctaggart crystal they want and gambit is like i'll give you i'll give you everything you want i'll give you everything you need you know like it's this weird like kind of sexual subtone that they've you know, 
just not realizing this, they've miraculously avoided. Like at no point previous to this do I think that Gambit hit on the child in the no. team. Like he he hits on everything, but he has standards, and that standard is fifteen and up. And like the, <laughs> maybe they, maybe he just saw the ears and was like, oh well, that's that's the ears of a much more mature woman. I'm sorry, yeah, I didn't realize you went for it. <laughs> when the ears get this big, that's when Gambit plays. Um, <laughs> oh, gross. Uh, it's definitely played for that because like they have Wolverine, or excuse me, Logan the troll come over and interrupt them. <laughs> like he's like, hey, watch yourself, bub. <laughs> well, standards and like standards and practices comes over and says, okay. <laughs> We can't show these. We can't make a half elf on TV. Like, um, and because yeah, when she looks is, back at him, like her eyes glow too. Like she's falling in love with him. It's really weird, it's, right? Like yeah. this, she never, she's never ever expressed an interest in Gambit. What's like, it's always been rogue and Gambit in this show. So like finding out that she kind of has a thing for Gambit is, is a little bizarre. Yeah. Jubilee hasn't had a thing for anybody except for Longshot, which is like, makes sense. Yeah. They pan over. So he, Gambit's going to take them to the crystal. They pan over to a bunch of animate trees. Uh, if you think these trees with faces and arms are going to come up later, you're wrong. Nope. It's just, they're just trees with gigantic, terrifying, screaming mouths. <laughs> like nothing to do with anything. Um, near the, the, the stronghold of the Teeves. This is the uh, stronghold of the Teeves, Gary. This is the guild of Teeves, which is guarded by a giant oh, dude, door yes. in the face of a shape the key of which is just in some bones next to it. Like that's how, that's how great these teeves are. <laughs> I, I, I said this, um, on, on Twitter and people were like, you know, I don't, I don't believe this, but it's like, you know, the, you know, the, the Jubilee episode where Gambit uses, uh, a, uh, touches a skeleton with multiple heads, like touches a multi-skull skeleton to open a face vault to find ponytail saber tooth. <laughs> like <laughs> that's an accurate statement. none of those words that's actually exactly what happens and none of those words make sense together they go in you know again he just touches the right skull there's four so anybody who's trying to get in here has a one in four chance gets in this vault and Sabretooth follows them in past like they go past a fucking lava pit mm-hmm. like it is it is a dungeon to this gigantic treasure vault like with riches Oh, you know, so I guess he's very much like not Robin Hood. It's like steal from the rich and keep in my <laughs> yeah, vault. The exact opposite of Robin Hood here. <laughs> yeah, he, he's just robbing, you know, just robbing Hood. Um, trying to get this crystal. Sabretooth follows them in. This character design, dude. Like, my dude, what is I, happening with Sabretooth what, here? What is this? I took a screenshot and put this in the Slack uh, because holy shit, this is. He's got this long purple ponytail holder thing that, like, is. I mean, just goes from excuse me goes from the back of his head to his feet like he's ankles yeah i mean that's that's insanity like i don't understand And his his body so he just has saber tooth normal head with this dumb ponytail Mm -hmm. his body is beast man from he-man like explicitly so oh is it really (laughs) it looks exactly like it looks exactly like beast man beast man doesn't have the different colored pecs uh there um but it looks exactly like beast man so they changed it a little bit okay good just a little bit and then just popped Sabretooth's head on there and gave him the dumbest fucking ponytail that's ever been i do not understand this ponytail at all i'm having a hard and, time and with he's it. he's leading some more of these clangers mm-hmm. like it is just it's extremely weird i really wish the clangers made more noise when they walked like i really want them to do a genuine like clang 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 <laughs> and, nah, and that's the yeah. that's that's the reason that they <laughs> oh yeah, man they're called that it's not just so we cut back again they're trying to build tension they cut back to the the earthquake a little bit uh jubilee walks over to try to get a better cell phone signal somewhere leaving all the kids 
because she's good. Because she's really uh, good at this job that they have given her. Yeah. Which, like, to to be fair, like, she should never. It's the people who put her in charge's fault. Um, and the the uh, this heaven has caused the flood. So these tunnels they were down in, like, you know, are under the you know New York's sewer system. So they're about to get flooded with Morlock water. Um, yeah. So that's right. the water is gross because of Morlocks, not because of all the sewer. What? So, why? Yeah. What? What is this place? Why does it exist, I, Xavier? <laughs> why? I don't know. What did What did your parents do to this property? <laughs> why do you have all yeah, of this? I really don't know where this has not come up before. She leads them away from the flood. It's extremely easy. Like she just makes them walk a little bit. Yeah, yeah. and they all they're they're all fine. Um, there's another place to sit down and do more story. It's the uh, she yeah she she uh, manages to stop the flooding by blasting. <laughs> something she remembers she has powers yeah yeah i can i can make a dam out of these rocks by shooting one yeah. blast of man she she should be a dam maker <laughs> she's this good yeah. at it <laughs> yeah, she's, she's getting very powerful if she can break open rocks like she can now hurt flesh and is now graduated to uh maybe the second or third most powerful x-men i think so uh, easily she's, she's category she's five and Jean Grey. Yeah, yeah category five mutant um uh there's also um so I think at this point we go back to, and this is where like the fight happens or whatever with the saber tooth. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this is some of the most ridiculous stuff that I've ever seen as well. Uh, we get a nice, a really nice painting by the way, of the three characters, the three of the trio. <laughs> yeah. I've got a screenshot yep. of that. I'm going to have to post a bunch of this stuff on Twitter because it just, it, you have to, you have to have it. It's really good. Uh, yeah. I did not know that this was the dude from He-Man. That makes so much more sense. Cause I was like, man, why does like, this look familiar to me? Just like beast man. Like if you pull up beast man, he looks just like beast man. I, uh, um, Jubilee is fighting him. Jubilee is going head to head with Sabretooth with her fists yep. during this. She knocks him out with her hands. Yep. Um, again, it's her fantasy. Like, I understand that's, that's ridiculous, but it's just crazy to see, you know, I know that none of this actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> no, this back in Jubilee's fairy tale theater times. Calm, didn't have calm, calm down Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. It was realistic yeah. to the time period, Gary. That's what yeah. happened yeah. <laughs> that I'm just making up. Well, historical accuracy shows that women had exactly the same advantages as men. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually kind of like this, this, the idea that Jubilee is writing herself so that she can, or she's telling a story about herself when she's just kicking so much ass is kind of cool and fun to me. Like that's, uh, it's a good conceit. A- yeah. It's amazing that it articulates this way though. Yeah, like, this, this is, is dumb. This is Jubilee's <laughs> idea of like what like a kick-ass kind of life would be like. <laughs> this? Well, really? I mean, look at her normal life. <laughs> like this is Yeah, why didn't she Here here's a thing you could have told the kids about. How about when you're almost sacrificed to apocalypse? <laughs> uh, just now. How about the time like, that she went to space? Yeah. Like, seriously like how about the how about the savage land do you think the kids might like that yeah the time like, that you <laughs> saw dinosaurs maybe you should mention that like, a lot of things you could have told uh, the kids rather than like improvising an extremely bad D session uh, <laughs> <laughs> so who's they, they leave they escape this cave in trapping saber tooth and, and the clingers inside with the crystal who shows up but xavier the all-knowing now <laughs> Xavier looks like um, he's a floating head with a turban, exactly like the one that grants Pee Wee Herman wishes. Yep. Mm-hmm. He looks exactly like that. Like he pops up and goes, Mecca, like a high, Mecca, hiney, ho. And then, you know, Pee Wee gets to wish for something at the end of the episode. This is, like, it's ex- this explicitly is that. so weird and bad. I hate this turban. I hate it yeah. so much. <laughs> he's wearing, it, it feels like this is, this is somehow the most racially insensitive season of the X-Men. Uh, which makes sense because they're insensitive to everything, like True, you know, yeah. quality, you know, uh, uh, colors, shapes, 
Um, you know, <laughs> like, so Xavier shows up and says they have to put the crystal back together. Yeah, you, Jubilee is the, is the one that can do it. She has to use her power to, put, to, to you know, get these two pieces. So now they have to go and break, you know, Magnus the Magnificent, uh, break into his vault so that he can get it. Um, at this point, like, they say something and uh, they're like, oh, yeah, we just got to go break into this. And <laughs> Logan the Troll says, not this troll. And a really... <laughs> just... <laughs> Uh, Wolverine has some of the best lines in this last. I mean, it's, Wolverine's the highlight yeah. of probably the series. So, oh, a- absolutely! Like this is this is the definitive Wolverine. You know, as, as a character who has done really, really well for himself. But this, the the animated series Wolverine is the definitive Wolverine, not Troll Wolverine. Logan the Troll is not the definitive Wolverine. <laughs> um, um, so they, there's like there's a rat who is spying on them who is like a shapeshifter. It's either yeah. like you know more for Mystique or something like that. But this never showed up. Never shows up again. No, it, it's implying for the spinoff series they're going to do about. Oh, this. Of course, yeah. <laughs> the, the, here's the, here's the one thing I like uh, is is the the like Fort Magulon they break into, mm-hmm. like this gigantic storm ridden castle full of Magneto helmets. I think actually looks awesome. As I like to call it, Clang Lake Castle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like uh i i I like this quite a bit the uh this is a cool cool little little section here we haven't really Uh, talked about this like they're going to get the second crystal right like because mm -hmm. because because gambit had already stolen the first one like he just had the shit on hand (laughs) like we didn't really talk about that yeah he had too much stuff in his pockets he couldn't uh i I couldn't care anymore i had to drop it Uh, (laughs) he, he couldn't he couldn't carry both halves of the crystal at the time and then he leads um, them into the vault uh, to, or to where the vault is. And it's a giant door with Magneto's face on it this time. And he just has the key. Yeah. <laughs> like just, that's really, really good. He doesn't even like, like pick a lock. Like why, why would he have the key? I, I thought he was going to turn out to be like, it was going to be a betrayal subplot, you know, there because Me too. He, like he knows his way in and stuff and he's gambit. And that's like in character. Mm-hmm. That's not what happens. Instead. He just happens to have the key. Cause he's been here before. Magneto comes in like the, the clingers come in uh fantasy magneto comes in with his wizard like wizard outfit and bad beard bad beard and dope fucking collar <laughs> carried like yeah, good, i'm good not collar bad booties <laughs> i mean he has no peripheral like got, vision but it's good yeah, <laughs> yeah re- really cool cool collar you know good collar little pointy shoes a little bit a little bit silly the proportion work on him is some of the worst like i would be i'm really down for wizard magneto and this is somehow like i wish down a monkey's paw for wizard magneto because he's he's really bad he's got a very like his shoulders are impossibly broad his waist is impossibly small he does not look good and when they do the zoom in on his face so when he's like doing his big Uh, villain talk it's just miserable it's just horrible uh he uses his power to make floor slime take out logan I don't under they're gonna this is gonna come up when Magneto comes in at the very last episode of the season two where he just uses his 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 powers are pretty clear. If there's metal in the room yeah. he can control it. Like why have weird shaped objects that are doing stuff? Like I don't I don't get it at all. Um yeah, I don't I don't really understand how this this I mean, I don't credit the show with being smart enough for this, but this does feel like somebody making up a story as they went along and getting trapped in a corner. Mm-hmm. you know because Magneto, can you improv like, kills a cartoon guard yeah like, <laughs> he kills his own guards like he makes no sense like he stops doing things that make any sense at all uh here yeah i'm all powerful so i'm definitely not going to need any of you like weird gear field ho- gear filled hollow robots anymore like that's <sighs> what but jubilee when she zaps him it just makes him more powerful because magnets you know i, d- I don't really understand why 
Yeah, Magneto is is and this is not this is going to happen again, but like Magneto has a weird like power amplification ability in these episodes that I don't understand well, at all. It's like, "Oh, that, I'm I, when I when you magnetize my telepath my telepathy, it works better." Excuse me? That happens later. This is Jubilee having that power. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Jubilee keeps Magneto having. to make him So Magneto can make other people's powers better. Jubilee can make Magneto's powers better. Like it is very very confusing. It's really it's and it's just bad on top of that. Yeah. Yeah, so the whole idea, the way that she stops him is zapping him and making his powers very good, which makes all the metal in the room uh, fly into him and hurt him. At this exact moment, uh, Wolverine, Gambit, and Cyclops, like, so, so Cyclops was not meeting the president. Cyclops could have helped us and, you know. Where has Cyclops been? <laughs> Where was he doing? <laughs> Apparently, Gambit, who left to go meet the president in his X-Men uniform, has come back in his nightclub clothes. Yes, um, with the scarf. That, that That's yeah. a powerful scarf that he's wearing, too, especially with that ponytail. <laughs> Uh, and they rescue the kids, uh, the human children, which would have been a pretty big incident if, like, the mutants took the human children and gave them a, a, an impromptu burial in caverns underground. <laughs> One of them caused Logan the troll, which is great, because Logan's just <laughs> taken back by it. Yeah, it's pretty cute. Like, she said that you were pretty on the inside, but hideous on the outside. <laughs> she said you were disgusting, but had a good heart. <laughs> what? Uh, what? Gary, if you said that to me about somebody else, I would be angry at you. It'd be, it wouldn't be a very nice thing to say, you know. The uh, they go back to where Xavier is. Is they give everybody like milk and cookies or something to to make them feel better. Can we talk about uh, off model Jean Grey here? Who? What? Who is this the, person? The, yeah, yeah. Who? Who dis? Like, which X Men is this? Like yeah. new team? Who dis? Is this Stacy X? Like who? What is the tan? <laughs> level that Jean Grey has. Like, is this what happens when she phoenixes up and doesn't put on SPF? Like, this is incredible. She is so dark skinned and not in a way that like that is just really off model. You know, it doesn't like it doesn't make any like you know for what it's worth. Like Jean Grey is a white lady. You know, and it's just it's very very strange. Yeah, she she the, she's she's drawn extremely bad. And then they give us uh, the kids want to see the rest. Want to hear what happened at the end of the story? So they give us another one of these paintings where it's Jubilee and Scott. I guess it's supposed to be Scott, but you would think they would at least yeah. give him some sort of visor or something. Like he's just yeah, out he, there with uh, just looking at stuff, man. <laughs> yep. Um, and they they spend all their time waving from a balcony because they've saved everything. Can we talk about this horrible, weird, tittering laugh that Jean Grey does in this fantasy world? The it's, it's pretty bad. I, I don't. That's a brutal subtweet, like of of Jubilee to Jean Grey. <laughs> like I've always hated your laugh. Like. <laughs> love that uh x-men writing subtweets about other x-men are kind of my jam we should we there it is yeah yeah here here it comes she she sounds like a dolphin yes absolutely she makes a dolphin noise am i in the am i on the tv show sequest right now like what's happening here here's what it is jeremy let me lay it out for you and it's gonna be dirty julie's room is next to scott and jeans on the (sighs) rare chance that scott makes Jean Grey orgasm. That's mm-hmm. the noise she makes. There it is. Mm-hmm. And G and Jubilee is sick of hearing it. It's like, why does Cy- why does Tchaikovsky telling her good jokes? Gary, because I'm, I'm 14, I don't understand. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna build on your joke a little bit and say that uh, Cyclops has never been able to make a woman orgasm, and that's the sound she makes when she fakes an orgasm. So that's yeah. what, that's or, why that's why Jubilee hears it all the time. Or when you know, run rabbit run. You know, like she gets she gets the uh, gets out the the mm. you know the clitorizer or whatever the the 
you know, whatever, whatever dildo, uh, Xavier issues his students. <laughs> it's in the, definitely in the shape uh, of a car though. No matter what it is, it's yeah. in the shape of a car <laughs> <laughs> or a gear shift. I mean, <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at this point, Jubilee is like, yeah, I did a good job. I told them a story and they didn't get all, all scared. And, the, and, and all, everyone's like, yeah, you did a good job or whatever. And uh, Jubilee says like, oh, hey, I'm going to go upstairs and wash up and then just starts doing somersaults in, like, the, in the grass. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode is like normal ass Jubilee just starts doing a bunch of flips in the grass and yep, into is, the is sunset. Doing, we're doing somersaults out into the uh, the wilderness. The um, there's a there's an episode of uh, Teenage Dirtbags where we cover something called uh, Bicycle Safety Camp, mm-hmm. which is a, a a bicycle safety camp video, of course. And it ends with that the main character who taught all the kids about bicycle safety decides to leave, and he does it by doing flips and 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 cartwheels and you know general kind of jumping around into the woods. That doesn't sound like bicycle uh, safety at all. That sounds like the opposite. It, it, of that. It's the, yeah, it's, it, it's it's unrelated to bicycles. Um, <laughs> yeah. But that's what this reminded me of is her just doing these flips at the end because she's so proud of herself. Uh, and you know, maybe, maybe not, maybe you shouldn't be quite this proud of yourself. Maybe, maybe you should dial this down a little bit. Jubilee is what I would say. <laughs> like you, yeah. you did a good job. Like you, you protected some kids, but you know, Honestly, you should have never been put in this situation to begin with. Like, this is no. Xavier's fault for going to meet the president while you were at six kids. And I think we can probably presume that uh, they went to a nightclub together based on how everyone's dressed when they got back. Like, Cyclops was already there. And uh, they came back all dressed in their casual clothes. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Cyclops and Jean were on a date at the nightclub. So when they went to the the president, they went to the Oval Office to clean up the stripper mess. They had to Mm -hmm. go and plant the stripper's body at the nightclub. And it just so happened that Cyclops and Jean were trying to have a date there. So they they constantly interrupted. Sounds like that happens to them a lot. (laughs) They were were either that or that Italian restaurant from that one episode. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, these episodes are not great, Gary. Yeah, real, real bad. I, I don't like are, these two at all. No, these, yeah, there's nothing. I mean, there's things to like about that fairy tale theater. Like I said, it's wacky and unpredictable uh, in a way that I like. It is not a good episode. The next two, I think, are also unpredictable and are slightly better um, without being real good. You know, maybe like a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the end and it's, it's you know, it's the end and I kind of like it. But it's, it is, a, it's a real rough are rough we're in a rough zone we are yeah you know? and it's we there's only after this there's only four episodes left of the x-men animated series <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's not it's not a dignified ending at all they didn't get to write themselves a, you know a clear exit strategy like it's not you know it's not one of those things i think that they definitely wanted to i just think that you know the production problems that the show was having the money issues like the things that were happening in the industry just didn't let them do so and it's yeah it's, it's a real disappointment like I remember when we first started this podcast and I was uh, starting to like outline information about like show schedules and which episodes we're going to cover and all of that. I kept seeing the screenshots from season five and thinking like, Oh man, like the animation just looks way different. Like it looks clearer in a way that I kind of like, it doesn't look great, but I kind of like, I like some of the differences. And w- now that we're finally here, I'm like, Oh my God, this is horrible. <laughs> this yeah. looks so much better. If you, if it's just a, like a three twenty by two forty screenshot on a shitty website somewhere, but nope, even motion, it is bad. It, it looks a lot better, uh, you know, just, yeah, still shots, regardless of the resolution, I think, mm-hmm. you know, like it, it, I think that just regardless of which it gets in motion, everything looks really, really bad. The new character designs are not good, you know, like it's not like a still shot of Gambit looks better than a still shot of old Gambit, but at the very least, it doesn't have the uncanny valley feeling they have when they move. 
And at least it, you can't hear you know. a screenshot talk. So that's that's, 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 that's a screenshot. <laughs> I'm I'm here for it though. Like we we got there's at least like something interesting. Like there are no weird bummers of the Savage Land or Shadow King or anything like that coming up. Like every one of these episodes, the one thing I can say for them is they are all pretty unique, except okay, the, possibly the Apocalypse one. They're not they're not boring, I think is 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 yeah. what I would go go with. Like it's not yeah. it's not one where I'm just like waiting till the end of the episode. Like it there was a couple of times in especially this Jubilee episode where I was cackling out loud. Like this stuff was when I saw yeah. Sabretooth for the first time, I paused it and I was like, what the fuck is this? What is happening? Yeah, what am this? I seeing? <laughs> it it's it's really it's pretty incredible um we're gonna be back in two weeks yep to talk about uh two other episodes that have nothing to do with anything uh one of which i think is one of my favorite uh the mr sinister episode that they do that starts in 1800 with no framing sequence i think is very funny (laughs) and has the ancestors of all of your least favorite (laughs) x-men including your least favorite x-men villain jack the ripper (laughs) so we we, Sorry. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it, it, it does explain the origins of Jack the Ripper in case you were wondering if you were waiting for the X-Men animated series to take care of that for you. Um, we got you. We got you dialed. Um, if you like the show, you can go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Give us mm-hmm. a couple bucks a month. Support us and the network. It's a huge help. You can also rate and review the show on iTunes. That actually boosts us up in the iTunes search algorithm things that helps expose us to more, expose ourselves to more people, expose the show to, to more people that are searching around for stuff. Mm-hmm. So definitely mm-hmm. check that you out and do time. that. Yeah. Um, you can also uh, follow the show on Twitter at DOFC cast mm-hmm. uh, on Twitter. Um, and you can follow me at G A R Y B U H Gary Ba on Twitter. And I am J G Greer. Yep. And uh, until next time, uh, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you then. See you next time. Bye.